0: Hey, welcome back to the episode of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dust McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. It is Wednesday, January 24th. This is episode 142, and we are presented by Hitforth, the high tech development center that produces pound for pound the most powerful and complete hitters. In the state located in Austin, Texas, you can check out those guys. H I T F O R T H dot and also hit forth on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, doing some great deals right now. Uh, $40 off getting get a trial session. Um, they do swing assessments, trial sessions, full programs, strength and conditioning, remote training, um, every tech and gadget thing you need. They actually know how to use it. They hold themselves accountable. Um, It is the best place in Central Texas to go get better and become pound for pound uh, a more powerful and complete hitter. Uh, But Drew, how are you doing? Uh, I cannot believe that the next podcast we do after this will be the last one of January, and then February will already be here, um, which we'll be out out and about seeing – I I know neither one of us are – um fans of scrimmages but we'll we'll probably we'll we'll be seeing some um so yeah and then by the time february you know tournaments start happening and man we're gonna blink and it's gonna be may
1: yeah um i if any high school coaches are listening and you have an opportunity uh to make a decision to allow your players to wear jerseys with numbers (laughs) on them yeah um for scrimmages please. Yeah. Uh, please. that would be my, that would be my big request. Um, we are, uh, baseball junkies, so we'll be there. Um, but that would make our lives a lot easier oh, along yeah. with, along with the people that get paid to do this, um, from a scouting standpoint. So, and I imagine we'll probably end up at some places that have some of those type of players. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I think, you know, I'm excited for the season. I this is maybe or probably my favorite episode that we do every year. I just, mm-hmm. I love this draft that we're going to do uh, for the people that don't know what we're doing today. Uh, but yeah, it just uh, gives me, a makes me go back and do some research and really dig into some stuff. And, you know, coming off of your update of the 24 rankings, um I made some, I made some tweaks to my strategy a little bit. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. So i'm ready for this
0: it is fun yeah so we are doing our annual five tool texas high school player draft um this is the this will be the third one we do correct uh yeah yeah so this is our third time to do this which is pretty cool because you can go back and look and um you know we have obviously the previous podcast episodes you can go find um, but you can go back and look. you search through Twitter and see the old rosters and things like that. But it's really fun to kind of look back. Um uh, and before we get get into this year's what what were some of your thoughts looking back? Um, you know, it's I know we were talking before we started recording. Um, it's it's tough with some of those younger guys. like so much can change. It's just a great example of how much can change over the course of a year with you know, guys that are maybe completely off the radar that now would be like, oh man, should, would have loved to have drafted that guy back then. But, um, you know, what were some of your thoughts as you were looking back?
1: Man, I, uh, I think in the long run overall, just based on how performance uh, and injuries are factored in, um, I think you probably got the, had the edge. Um, well, let's look back up though. A- at the time, I'm pretty sure that I've won the, the fan vote for best team both years. If I, if I'm remembering correctly, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, now looking at it. And like I said, factoring in injury and, and performance, I think, especially just the way that you're pitching um, lined up, I just, yeah, it'd be, it'd be tough to uh, tough to say that your team probably wasn't positioned better by, by the time it was all said and done. But I do, I mean, These are both loaded squads. Yeah, Um, injury injury got some of my early picks, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that so that kind of that kind of derailed our uh, mythical matchup here. But uh, but yeah, I mean, looking at your pitching staff with Sakura, Casein Evans, Zane Adams, Gavin Jones, who like we saw yesterday just got rated the number one JUCO prospect in the country. uh, so yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty tough, pretty tough to overcome there. So uh, and then obviously Aiden <laughs> Aiden Smith had a big year, got drafted. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it, your team was loaded uh, with and Kendall George was the guy that you stole. I stole, so, yeah, yeah. So so. My I feel pretty good about my steal though because I think my steal Braden Randall is going to be starting for Ole Miss. I mean, he's going to be um, du-
0: he might be a dude as a freshman in the SEC. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm looking forward to that. But um, but yeah, just kind of go over some of the rules. Um, so pe- to refresh people's memory, um, both of us get to keep uh, two players from last mm-hmm. year's team, mm-hmm. and we both get to steal. One player off of last year's team, obviously not one that's uh, used as a keeper. But then we'll go through the lineup: catcher, first base, second, third, short, three outfielders, a DH, three utility guys, four pitchers, um, a pitcher and a position player from the just miss lists. And then this year, uh, we will choose both choose a pitcher and a position player from the 2026 class. So the way mm-hmm. it the the way we're doing the draft we are limited to the t- 2024 and 2025 uh current 5 to 55 list so those are where we're going to be choosing the players from um and last year dustin had the first pick on all the different categories so i will be going first with the picks this year mm-hmm. so which which changes the uh, strategy a little bit
0: and uh it's it's snake draft style but we don't have to stay in in positional order you just have to fill out a lineup and correct we're not we don't try to stretch things you know like if we draft a first baseman typically it's a guy that can that profiles at first base it's not an outfielder that we're just throwing there and saying hey you're gonna play first base um you can take some liberty with the infielders because there are guys you know if you can play shortstop you can probably play second base you can probably play third base so um, there are some liberties there in the infield, um, but obviously you can't take a true first baseman and try to plug him in at shortstop, you know right. um, outfielders are pretty self-explanatory. Um, D h, you know, typically a, a guy that's got a really, really good bat, maybe a bat first type of guy. Um, and then utility, it's just kind of open to, you know whatever. Um, usually two-way guys kind of end up there or if it's a guy that maybe just slipped in the draft and you just really want to get him on the roster. Um, pitchers, obviously self-explanatory. Uh, and then, yeah, we, we try to give some love And, and looking back, uh, I, I think one of my favorite parts of the draft is when we draft from the just missed list, because, um, if you look back at the guys that were on there last year, yep, Brady Coe's a 5 till 55 guy now, and Weston Moss ended up a 5 till 55 guy in his class. So, yeah. um, there are it's a good example of there are really, really good players on those lists that we expect to make jumps, and they end up making jumps and, and having good seasons. Um, and then obviously the young guys as well, um, you know, it's it's, it'd be tempting to jam this full list with 2026s, you know, because yeah. The, yeah. The, the keeper option and, and you know, we've been digging on that class and, and how good they are. uh, But we do limit ourselves to a one 2026 pitcher and then one 2026 position players. So um, so, yeah, we'll go in a like snake draft alternating order and uh, we do we don't have to go like, OK, you draft a catcher, I draft a catcher. You draft whomever you just got to fill out your lineup, and, and
1: we'll be keeping track as we go. And you do, um, and and we, and you do have to designate where you're plugging them yes, in yes. position-wise, mm-hmm. just for strategy's sake. So yes, but yes. um but yeah.
0: All right. Well, we, uh, before, before we uh, can let's, start, we have to declare keepers. So okay, because we can't yeah, steal I'm, anybody until we know who the keepers are.
1: That's right. So I, I'm curious. Let, let's let's do this. Um, who do you think? That I am going to keep. I think that
0: you're going to keep Marco's paws. And uh, I think that you are going to keep. Wyatt Sanford.
1: Okay. So you're one, you're one for two. Um,
0: Okay. I think, okay. Can I guess the other one then? Go for it. Go, Graylin Payne.
1: No, no,
0: I am. I am keeping. Oh, are you going straight? Are you going both twenty fives?
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, okay,
0: good strategy. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. I'm actually not. I'm actually oh. not. I'm going for my keepers. I'm going. Uh, Marcos Paz. Okay. Which you guessed correctly, and I'm going to say on the mound and lock in Braden Bergman. Okay, Brayden. I
0: like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, all right. Looking at yours, I am guessing that you are one hundred percent keeping Casein Cunningham. Correct. And I'm going to guess the other one is Cade Aaron Beatty. You are right. You are right. Um, Part of the reason for Cade is
0: obviously he's an immense talent, and you know he's he's probably right now. I mean, we haven't rated as the best prospect in the state, and. But there's a positional scarcity element as well, um, you know, from yeah. looking through our list and stuff like that. I think there's a clear um, clear top catcher in his class, probably a clear top catcher in the 25 class as well. Um, and then the 26, I, I it's, it's pretty murky right now. I don't think there's an obvious guy, but um, yeah, that just... Just felt like it okay. was a good one from a positional standpoint. And then obviously okay. Cunningham being being the guy in 25. So good. Yeah, so so I'm, now I'm, so I'm, so now it's it's steal time. Um I'm 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 glad go ahead, go glad. ahead and cross is, Marco's paws off my steel list. Get, yeah, take him. <laughs> Um
1: yeah. Uh I'm pretty excited because this is playing out how I hoped it would. Uh I am going to or who do you think I'm gonna steal? Who do you I think, think that, I'm steal?
0: I think that you're gonna steal Casein Evans.
1: You thought wrong. You thought wrong. Um, I am. Let's see. Let me pull up my strategy sheet here because I'm pretty excited about this. Um, I'm going. Or maybe Stroh Snyder. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make my steal. Sawyer Stroh Snyder. You're you're cornering cornering the market on
0: Dallas Tigers internet votes right now. Oh. Between, um.
1: between 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 and in uh in bergman um so you're stealing Stroh okay and i'm and i'm designating him as an outfielder um, okay just okay so so you know that um what what are you are you labeling Kaysen as a shortstop i'm assuming
0: I'm gonna label him as a second baseman for now.
1: Oh, a little gamesmanship there. Okay. Yeah, I mean
0: there's so many good shortstops, and you know, he he's played he played both at area code. Um so okay, you've got Bergman, okay. You got in the outfield and pause. Okay. So my my steal. uh, Yeah. I am going
1: to steal Braylon Payne and put him in the outfield. That's what I figured you would do. That's what I figured you would do okay all right so are we ready to get to it we are we are ready
0: to get into it so you will be leading us off uh another reminder these selections are from the 2024 and the 2025 classes so no 2026s are going to be selected until the final picks um of the draft so obviously there's some strategy here with the keeper possibility and you know landing a big time guy and um and uh and then we do it to where since i picked first drew leads off and he leads off for the 2026s so you know and the next year it'll flip and then i'll lead off for for both so uh you are on the clock mr bishop who is your first selection of the 2024 five tool texas high school player draft
1: okay i think that i um I'm going, I am going I have two right-handed pitchers. I think I might I think I'm gonna go with a lefty to throw in there. Um and I'm gonna okay. go with Cooper Williams, left-handed pitcher from
0: Calvin. Hey. Okay. That is certainly a guy that I was uh considering very, very highly. Big fan of Cooper Williams. Um, I think he's got a chance to have a really, really good year and is going to be heavily scouted. So um, I'm going to begin in the 2025 class, and I'm going to plug this guy in at third base where he could profile there eventually, although he's going to play shortstop in the meantime. I'm going to take Cinco Ranch's Lucas Franco
1: as my first selection. Okay. All right. Um, good pick. Good pick. I like Thanks. it. I had a I had a feeling that it. I had a feeling that's might be a direction that you were gonna go. Um, so I am gonna go uh from there. I'm gonna get another outfielder and I'm gonna go with Sam Erickson from mm. Flower Mound. So I have a pretty physical, strong, out fast outfield so far that I'm liking.
0: You you are winning the um off the bus battle right now between Stroh-Snyder, Erickson, Paz, um you know, and then two 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 guys in the rotation like Bergman and, and Cooper Williams. So yeah. um you are you're you're winning that battle right now. Um I think I'm gonna get my first pitcher selection uh of the draft and I'm gonna go with Case and Evans who I, I'm really excited to see him this year because I know he kind of came off the summer that he didn't want to have just a very minor injury deal, kind of derailed things. And um, if he get if he gets back to looking like the guy he was as a junior and a sophomore, it's going to be an electric year for him. So Case Casey Evans is going to be anchoring my staff.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm going to stay in 2000 or I'm going to go back to 2025 um, and take one of, my favorite players in the entire state, entire country too. Um, I'm going to label him as a utility guy. Okay. Um, but uh, Brody Walls um, is where I'm going to go. I mean, we saw him this fall, uh, just absolutely electric um, in the in the fall league for the Rangers Scout team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just like what he can do in every facet of the game um and you know i'll I'll find a spot for him to get get on the field get on the mound but man huge fan of his he's one of my favorite players in the class uh regardless of class uh in Mm -hmm. the country so let me go with brody walls on that one it's a good pick i like that one
0: uh i'm also a very very big fan of brody walls um I'm going to go back to the infield from the 2024 class. I'm going to get my shortstop, a guy I think is one of the best defenders in the nation. I'm going to go with Wyatt Sanford um, as my shortstop. Texas A&M signee, um, top five player on our list. Um, a guy I think made some made some swing change, not swing changes, but just kind of some setup hitting changes. And mm-hmm. um, I think it really caught the attention of scouts in the fall. So um, – I'm going to plug him in there. We know the glove can really really play and I think the bats got a chance to to uh to really have a big season as well.
1: Yeah, uh great pick. Um that was one of the guys I was considering with my upcoming pick, but I'm going to go ahead ha- and round out my pitching um mm-hmm. and get another lefty uh from the Houston area, Jack McKernan. Ooh. Um I am I, I got when I saw him at Area Code, that was my first live look at him. And I just, I'm, I love his competitiveness. Like he attacks, changes speeds. He comes at you, uh, has a long history with team USA. He's just a winner. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I'm a big fan of the Texas commit uh, out of, out of Houston. So I'm going to go with Jack McKernan. He certainly has,
0: he's, he's a big, big game performer. I mean, you, you start listing guys that you'd hand the ball to, to go win a baseball game and, he's certainly way way up um on the list for sure. Um I'm going to go to the 2025 class and I think I'll plug this guy in DH, but I'm going to go with Omar Cerna um from Doka in play- the Pasadena area, Pasadena All right.
1: area. All
0: right. Playing um, play, Yeah, for two reasons. I've I've now got the two clear best catchers and I've got a guy
1: offensively for sure.
0: Yeah, and I've got a guy in Cerna who can um, absolutely mash. Um, and um, I basically got the two best. Um, I, I don't know if they both won Player of the Week at Area Code, but um, I, I think they're certainly in the mix. But I'm going to lock Cerna in there and um, also play a little keep away from you at the
1: catcher spot. Okay. Um, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go with the utility guy uh from the DFW area. I'm gonna label him as a utility guy because he's very good on both sides of the ball. But I'm gonna go with uh Jason Flores. Um put him in one of my utility spots and uh plug him in nicely there. So I'm I'm liking where my I've got some versatility. You do uh, mm-hmm. my arm I got big arms. I got left handed, right handed, some really good stuff. Um yeah I'm gonna I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say there are with Flores right there on that pick. The good one.
0: I'm going to go to utility position as well in the 2025 class, and I'm going to take Luke Billings. Um Ooh,
1: yeah, who, that's a
0: good one. Uh, I think it's like a – I don't know if underrated is the right word, but I don't think a lot of people realize how good of a pitching talent he is as well. Um, Did you say like you're t- going to label him as utility? Utility, yeah. Yeah, just because the two-way element um, – I mean, he can do everything. He can play outfield. He can catch. He can play third. He can pitch. Um, he's got a knack for, I think, elevating his performance against, you know, really good competition and big right. moments. Um, but he's, he's like a, he's known as a hitter, but he's a really talented and fun guy to watch pitch as well. So I'm going to go with Luke Billings there, who's,
1: uh, I think, going to have a monster year for Prosper this year. That's a great pick. Uh, I'm going to go, um... I'm a, little, a little gamesmanship here. And, you know, cause I know that we, we've seen him play it a lot, but for my second baseman, um, I'm going to go with Theo Gillen. Um, you know, I know you wrote about him yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the, the the only question that I'm aware of that people had with Theo has just been health related. Yeah. Um, and you know, I know there's a large contingency of people, uh, in the game of baseball in the Westlake area that are just you know excited to see him healthy mm-hmm. um you know just because we've seen him in in spurts when he's been there he's performed and he's electric talent you know he's he's kind of like you know going back to billings um you know it's he's i think one of those guys that kind of gets penalized just because they're over scouted because they're known as the yes. guy yeah um for from a very young age um and fair or not it's just something that happens to, so, to some kids every year and I think that um you know Theo's had that reputation of being the guy uh for a long time and um you know I know that we are very much hoping that he we can get a full look at him and see you know it sounds like he's had a really good off season mm-hmm. um but man I'm I'm excited to see what he does. You know, obviously you get to see him being right down the road, but yeah, I no brainer for me. I'm going to put him at second. I know he's played a lot there uh, in time, um, but yeah. So I'm going to use the same gamesmanship tool you used on case in there for that second base spot.
0: Yeah. And yeah, it sounds like he's had a good off season. And I was trying to think the other day, like in terms of like really big time hitting prospects in central Texas we don't get many of them. I think you probably gotta go back to Brett Beatty, although I was an enormous Caden Kent guy, but he wasn't nearly as famous as as Beatty was who ended up being a first round pick. So like, um, these guys don't grow on trees around here. so i'm I'm especially excited to uh, to get some extended looks at Theo because um, I don't know when the next one of these guys is gonna come around um these parts. We definitely pump out pitching around around here. um, but anyways, yeah. Uh, he's, he's probably the best one since, uh, since Brett Beatty. So, um, good pick there and, and, and really, really excited to see him. Um, I think I'm going to go back to my rotation and I like what you did going right, right, left, left, and I'm going to get a left-handed pitcher. Um, one of my favorite lefties in the state, Bryce Navarre from Montgomery, just, it really, really spins the baseball, um, can pitch easy delivery. Uh it was like the pitcher of the week at area code just because that curveball was just phenomenal. He's even shown like a slider that's kind of like a curveball they just add some sweep to change up. Um kind of an easy 88 to 91 kind of a guy. I think there's more in the tank coming down. Um, but I, I know he's somebody that scouts are excited to get a look at in the spring. But I also know he's an extremely, extremely um strong commitment to Texas A&M as well. So Those guys have got to be understandably fired up about him and his future, but I'll get Bryce Navarre there to give myself some left-handed presence in my pitching staff.
1: Okay. Yeah, see, I really liked what you said about my team winning the first off the bus uh, award. Uh And so I'm going to strengthen that narrative um, by taking a guy that uh, is an absolute freak um, who we have no idea how good he might actually end up being uh, in two sports, actually. Uh, so I'm going to go down to Galveston ball. Um, and I actually, uh, when I was at Texas helped recruit his brother, uh, who ended up playing in the big leagues, but I'm going to go with Jonah Williams for my, for my other outfield spot, but yeah, I might just send my outfield out first, um, (laughs) with Stroh Snyder, Sam Erickson and Jonah Williams. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling, I'm man. I'm, I like my outfield. I like my outfield.
0: Yeah, he certainly, I mean, you start naming guys coming off the bus. Um that's about as that's about as impressive um as it gets with Jonah Williams. So uh fingers crossed. I'm hoping I'm hoping I might be able to see him kind of early on. Um I'm assuming he's 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 doing all the the baseball scrimmages and, and games and stuff like that. I know he was out playing in some seven on seven tournament recently with I think a Socal team or something yeah. like that so yeah. um hoping to uh hoping to get some eyes on him um early on and and just just see what he's like I mean it, it's uh, it's it's rare for a guy to be this talented and nobody's really seen him a ton or knows that much about him just cuz the the football element um as well so uh let's see here I think I might might go back to my pitching staff. and you know, there's kind of a cluster of of guys in this senior class that could all like really, really break out. I mean, they're all really, mm-hmm. really good prospects, but just you know, there's typically a guy or two that just takes off. And you got one of those guys already in, in Bergman, um, who I think everybody's, you know anxious to see. What's it look like as a starter, you know, the workload, because in the fall is like every time he got on the mound, he threw harder and he threw really, really hard. Uh, I'm going to go with another guy I think could be one of those guys in Jackson Burns. Yeah. Um, yep. It's, it's a, it's a different fastball. It's got some carry to it. Um, just a big presence. It's an easy heater um, really can spin a breaking ball. I, I know we've seen some things where he's kind of tweaking with the breaking ball arsenal, um he hasn't thrown the change up a ton but we've seen it in the past and, and it's it's really good too um so he's he's got a chance to come out and it's like it wouldn't surprise me if in march someone's like oh hey man jackson burns bumped 97 in this game and is just mowing guys down I was like yeah that doesn't surprise me i can see that happening so uh, i'm gonna get myself i'm take a page out of your book and get some physical presence on my squad and, and put jackson yeah. burns in the rotations.
1: All right. Um... I'm going to fill another utility spot from another guy. Um, It wouldn't be a a draft of mine without having at least one homer pick. Uh, got to have it. I'm going to go with Rockwall's Pearson Reebok. Um, Okay. OU commit. um, Just, I get to see him every day, and I know how he works. Um, I know the personality. I know the arc, career arc that his brother had um and he's gotten stronger uh he's gonna pitch a lot he can really run he's a gamer um i just i one of my favorite kids to watch in the time i've been doing this job uh so i'm i'm gonna take him and i'm gonna plug him into one of my utility spots um and be pretty excited about it
0: yeah He's another guy like Billings that people know him for the bat. Cause you know, that's just what was, you know, what he made his mark with early on, but he's another one that can like really pitch. <laughs> uh, he's legitimately one of the better right-handed pitchers. certainly in DFW and, and probably the state as well. Um, I'm going to go to the utility spot as well. And I'm going to select our guy that was recently the big mover up our 2024, five to 55. And that's Blaine Brown from shadow Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, He's, he's always had immense talent. Um, you know, he had a homer in, in one of our events in the summer um, through 91, like in May at, at, at the Trotsky Scout Day. And then I saw him again um, at the MLB Scouts Workout on Barbara's Hill um, recently over MLK weekend. Comes out throwing 93, added about 15 pounds of muscle, better delivery, throwing strikes. And like, you could, like, it was clear he was the big winner in, in Scouts' eyes coming out of that um so i know people are really really excited about him. i know there's some scouts that thought prior to that they liked him as a major outfield hitting prospect as well so true two-way guy um it really really fired up to see um how his senior season plays out just an immense talent uh, another guy I'm, I'm getting some more size he's probably six four um he's the son of a former nfl running back and colorado star chris brown um who had a really nice nfl career ah. and, was, and was a stud at colorado yeah Um yeah, I realized that the other I knew that. And then I was looking through his Twitter and I was reminded Colorado tweeted out something about that game when they just crushed Nebraska when Nebraska was number one. Um and and Chris Brown, I think had six touchdowns that game. Um so I was like, oh yeah, you know, Chris Brown, Blaine Brown. Uh so yeah, Blaine Brown plug him into the utility spot there. Really, really talented guy. I think he's gonna have an awesome season.
1: Okay, let's see here. Let me poke around and look at my notes and make sure that I'm not missing something. Um let's see. I'm trying to see if if I think there's anyone in here that you're going to try to steal <laughs> or take take here soon. So I'm trying to be strategic about this. Um I think that it is time for me to take I'm going to you know what? I I just had a rock wall pick. I'm going to stay here in Rockwall in the Rockwall. Heath area. I know where you're going already, and I'm gonna go with Caleb Hoover. I know doing Um, yeah. and I'm gonna plug him in as my first baseman. Um, I know he's gonna pitch a lot, but man, like, great career already. Um, love his leadership. Uh, you know, he's played in a lot of really really big baseball games. Um, you know. At a program like Heath, it it's tough to to play early there, and he's been a guy from the get go, um, being on varsity early, uh, being an immediate impact guy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's growing on the mound. Um, and like we saw him in area code foul ball off his base, and like just you know, yeah, least, just hang in there. It, it didn't really didn't really phase him a whole lot. No. Um, and uh, you know, I the intangibles are great. Uh, I know I'm getting a winner, a really good player, a versatile player that can really swing it. I just, I think he's going to have a huge year Um, and I'm excited to watch it and be close, close by. So I can pop over and see him pretty easily, but I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with Caleb Hoover right there. Yeah. There's been, there's been a little buzz around the
0: scouting community that he's, he's going to hit for some power this year. Like he's always hit for some power, but it sounds like it's, it might play even more in in games this year. So, um, well, I'm going to go ahead and fill my last utility slot with another true two-way guy, um, closer to home for me in the 2025 class. I'm going to go with Taylor Tracy from Dripping Springs who, um, had a, had a tough injury to kind of end the spring, but ended up not being as bad as, as I think people thought initially. And, uh, he was playing the outfield in the fall. He was hitting in the summer at the TSA all-star game. He was hitting down there um, and he's going to be back on the mound um, as a left-handed hitter, uh, excuse me, left-handed pitcher um, this season for Dripping Springs. And he's got a chance to really emerge as one of the premier um, pitching prospects in the nation, obviously Tennessee commitment, uh, but he can go get it in center field as well. Um, good right-handed swing. Um he plays in a home park where it's extremely difficult to hit the ball out of the park, and I saw him hit one out to left center. So he's got some juice as well. So I'm going to go with Taylor Tracy as another uh, another two-way guy, uh, kind of similar to Bray, Blaine Brown. You know, I think Blaine Brown is, is a better hitting prospect, but tall, got some length, left in a pitching prospect that could really take off. So I've, I've certainly started to address my size. You know, we're, we're getting okay. closer to your squad when we're coming off the bus.
1: Yeah. I'm not worried about it. Um uh, <laughs> Yeah. You've got Jonah Williams and Caleb Hoover.
0: Like you're, you're, uh, you're certainly in you're winning Ericsson. any physical. Yeah. In <clears throat> Erickson, you're winning any physical altercation that happens uh for any team in the nation right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say another little physical presence here Um, uh, and I'm going to fill a roster spot that, you know, I, I could see you trying to manipulate some stuff on your roster to get this guy. Um, But I'm going to go with a guy that we both think is absolutely one of the best hitters in the state. Uh Um, And lots of programs felt the same way uh, from the recruiting trail, but I'm going to go with uh, Carter Rutenbar um, from Midlothian Heritage uh, for my DH spot, because the dude just rakes. Like he has a really good understanding of timing, uh, rhythm, and pace. Uh, You know, he's always hit in the middle of, you know, of the order of a team that we are just huge fans of, just full mm-hmm. of loaded guys. Um, and I I just put him in that category of winner. He had a really good football season quarterback. You know, obviously we are um, big, big fans of two sport guys. Yes. Uh, so I think I'm going to win the football award too of our teams. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Carter Rutenbart and stick him into my DH spot. Uh, for another physical left-handed presence bat in my lineup
0: yeah and and he survived who did south oak cliff sock
1: sock yeah yeah
0: yeah he survived that so that that speaks to his toughness um when when you're playing quarterback and kind of giving it back and forth to to south oak cliff and and get out of there with all your limbs and and uh still with it so um that was an impressive show and yeah, I, I saw somebody—I don't know who it was—on Twitter the other day remarking about like the multi-sport guys and like, oh, you, how often do you think pro guys are hitting? And like, if you're playing multiple sports, you can't hit as much as pro guys do. And I was like, I'm thinking like Joe Mauer just got inducted to the Hall of Fame as a first ballot guy. <laughs> yeah. Joe Mauer was a like number one overall pick in baseball was one of the best quarterback prospects in the country committed to sign to Florida state and was also, I think an all state basketball guy that averaged like 20, 20 points a game. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me you can't play multiple sports. Joe Mauer is one of the best hitters, um, best pure hitters we've seen um in the game, uh certainly in the modern era. So uh yeah, the, the multi-sport stuff, every college coach we talked to loves it. Um, we love it. Uh, it's just different athleticism, competitiveness, um, makeup. Um, you just you just learn a lot about yourself, um, and also you're not specializing, so there's there's always more room for growth there. So that's my mini rant about people who um, are anti um, are anti multi sport athletes. So uh, I've got two outfield. Wait, spots. Wait, hey,
1: hold on, hold on. Before you uh-huh. before you move on, uh-huh. I want to go back. Uh, uh, another guy that's kind of kind of been in the i mean he's a hall of fame player probably i would assume um but a guy another guy that was like number one quarterback in the nation uh going back a little ways but he's been we've seen him a lot lately uh in videos with his sons uh but matt holiday was a freaky freak to i did not know that oh he yeah he was i mean i'm pretty sure he was i mean he was i think he was the number one quarterback commit in his class wow um before obviously signing, going pro, uh, baseball wise, but yeah, he was a big time, big time quarterback. So yeah, but just wanted to. And we've seen all the videos of of his boys. And uh, I don't know, did you see the one yesterday that had uh, a little video of them? The apartment there, yeah. And, yeah. and he's out there playing pickleball with it. Like he's he's still a freak. Like I, yeah, I, I used to play basketball against him, and I remember I'll never forget the the year that he signed his first like you know nine figure deal with the cardinals nobody wanted to be the guy that like stepped on his foot or he stepped mm-hmm. on their ankle and so like he always had this cushion and matt was kind of a bull in the china shop uh as a basketball player and one time he was like coming full steam down the lane and i just couldn't get out of the way i just i i was like caught in between like do i make contact and possibly risk him getting hurt Or do I, what, what do I do? So I just froze and I wore it and I felt like I got hit by a freight train. So, um, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a,
0: he's a, he's a physical presence, man. Yeah. And he's, he's still, he's still getting after it. So I'm not surprised that he, yeah, he was a heck of a, heck of a football player. Um, all right. For my next pick. So I've seen this guy play first base multiple times. Does that mean I get to select Uh, him as a first baseman?
1: I, depends upon who you pick. (laughs) Nolan Traeger. Ah. I'll let you rule
0: on it, because I know you don't have a catcher.
1: Yeah. I mean, you would have three catchers on your roster.
0: But I've also got three guys who I've seen all play first base in person that also catch.
1: Hmm. Uh, mm, I don't like that at all. Because um, you just took Root and Bar and put him at DH, so. <laughs> well, nobody actually DHs in high school, though, so we're taking know, a guy. I to know, I know,
0: but still, like, you, you've been letting that catcher spot hang out.
1: Okay. Um, I'll allow it because I know he's played it, but. Hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. Nolan Traeger, first base. That. First in the hitter. Okay. Now that's going to make me, that's going to make me shuffle some stuff around here. Um. Okay. And I'm going to keep would, all my catchers I, fresh, baby. Just, just rotate them. I, maybe. Probably going to have a tougher time keeping them happy, actually. Why? Um, They're all three
0: are going to be in the lineup every day.
1: Yeah. Well, probably
0: be happy with fresh legs.
1: Yeah, well, okay. Um, all right then. Um, I am going to <laughs> just trying to look at my roster and make sure how you might might not manipulate some more. Um... I can't manipulate anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no card I have left to play. Okay. Um, okay then. Uh, I think I'm gonna go try and see. I, I just i just want to make sure that i'm i'm not thinking of some way for you to try to maneuver around here um i am gonna go i'm gonna go to third base okay um staying with my physicality um and a guy that we know and love is just being a really good baseball player um that has is just continuing to get better and better and better. And he's a guy from the jump that we thought was really going to hit. Um, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to put uh, Tanner Carson um, as my third baseman. I like it. Uh, from from South Lake, just because we we've seen him continue to, to develop. People know him from being online. He obviously loves the game, you know, loves to get better. Um, and one of the things that I like is, excuse me, he, he competes, um, and, you know, isn't afraid to like put himself, sorry, into positions where, you know, he's going against older, better, you know, more physical guys. And, you know, he's starting to become one of those guys. I think now, you know, he, he's never afraid to ask questions about baseball, to learn about the game, to you know, do some, do some hard things um, that I think is tended to help his development. Um, So I'm, I'm confident in the player that he is now. And I'm, I'm really excited for the player that he's going to continue to turn into because he can really hit. Um, He's got a good feel for it. He knows the game. He studies the game. um, And I just like him a lot as a player. So I'm going to go with Tanner Carson right there.
0: Yeah, big bat speed, big power. I mean, when you start to envision a prototypical high-end third-base prospect, I mean, that's what it looks like, you know, size, strength, arm strength, the way the hands play over there. Um, so, yeah, he's he's really, really worked hard this offseason, um, and it's shown. You know, I'm, I'm excited to get a look at him, and, and I think he's going to have a, a really good season. Certainly one of the top uncommitted guys um, in the state, for his class um and uh might might uh might be he might be peeking into how many votes you might be able to get out of that one too so i kind of see what you're kind of see what you're doing there i know your sheet last year had who however many twitter followers guys had that stuff, was
1: two so. years ago that was so, two years yeah. ago that was the first okay. time we okay. did
0: it yeah i, I kind of i see where you're going there um so i've got Two outfield spots left and a pitching spot left. And you have both those spots filled. So um I'll go to the outfield first and I'm gonna select Matt Scott, Texas signee from Klein Oak. This guy's just been hitting for for years. You know, he was one of the first guy. My first tournament I covered with five tool down at Rice. Um saw Matt Scott as a 2024 facing, you know, Blake Mitchell. And Blake Mitchell was throwing really, really hard. And Matt Scott turned it around and hit a rocket at the left fielder. And I think a couple weeks later, he hit a ball off a building at Texas AM. And that's just that's what it's been. Like he's he's hit. Like he's he's gets to power in games. He had a ton of home runs in what was it, the pudge mm-hmm. last year, not this most recent summer. Went to TSA All-Star Game, he had a home run there. I saw him hit a grand slam for Klein Oak in the playoffs. Like the guy just gets to the power in games over and over and over again. Um, good size. Uh, I think he's gonna be a, a physical guy, uh, good profile in a corner outfield outfield spot that can get to some power. So uh plug Matt Scott there in, in my outfield. Um, and excited about that.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to fill my shortstop spot and I'm gonna go with Another DFW guy, Matthew Botton. Mm-hmm. Um, from an athletic standpoint, he may be he may be the most athletic player in the state. Um from his a, basketball,
0: his basketball highlights are like freaky
1: good. Yes. Um, and I like that athleticism um for a number of reasons. Uh, but I think he's a guy, you know, the the question has always been the strength for him um but as we know as busy as he is um playing other sports um i think that's going to come and just with the explosiveness that he has um <clears throat> he doesn't have to get a whole lot stronger i mean it'll it'll help his game um, but the explosiveness is there um we've seen him hit home runs
0: mm-hmm.
1: we've seen him hit home runs with wood and there's not a lot of question marks for me. Um, I think he was tired by the time we got to area code last year, and rightfully so. But, man, i he's a guy that has unlimited potential. Um, he can stick it short. Um, just an elite, elite athlete. And I am excited to have him on my team. So I'm going to take Matthew Botton and put him at shortstop for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, whenever you have the track accolades that he has, and then you watch him play basketball, um, it's one thing to like get a running start and dunk um, at a guy with his height. I mean, what's he? He's probably six one, six two, but he like to throw down dunks in games like as easily as he does. It's it's a pretty pretty impressive display um, of athleticism. So. I'm going to fill my last pitching spot, and uh, again, I'm going to kind of copy you here how you had two lefties, two righties. Um, I've got two righties. I'm going to go lefty here, and this is kind of one of my my personal favorites um, in the 2025 class, and and Johnny Swalinski from Johnson City, um, who's committed to Baylor. Um, Love my Johnson City guys. I I got a message from um, McCray Jacobs the other day who listened to the podcast and uh, he said both him and Johnny are playing on the basketball team. So uh, they're, they're doing the whole multi-sport thing. I think Johnny plays football as well. Um, so he said, Hey, let us, let us get built up and warmed up and ready to go before you come see us. And um, we're, we're definitely um, I'd say compared to the, you know, quote, like the industry. Um, we're a little higher on Johnny than, than the rest, but I I just really like the athleticism, the delivery, how it projects. And he's got a major track record of performing like guys don't hit him. Like when he's faced really good lineups in the summer, they flat out do not hit him. Um, and I think there's a lot more in the tank. Um, I I think he's got a chance that I I think that when we get to the summer, and scouts really start digging in on the 2025 class. They're going to be like, who is this guy? You know, with the delivery, the left-handed um, stuff. Um, so I'm going to put Johnny Swinski in there, my pitching staff, to give me a, another left-handed presence there.
1: You're muted. Sorry about that. Did try we? Keep did, every, oh, okay. Try to keep... I, I, I thought, Trying to keep everyone from hearing my coughing. Um, but uh is a one that I had I had down um just the way my roster unfolded. Um I just didn't have room for him. And I, and I knew that you were a big fan, so I figured that, that would be he would end up on your roster somehow. Um
0: between him you know, and McKernan, I want I wanted one of those for sure.
1: Okay. All right. Well, um it's a good pick. He's going to put up video game numbers. Uh, Okay. Um, I am, I played a little bit off that I was worried about the catching spot, but I'm not because a guy that I, you know, use a little bit of gamesmanship here, but a guy that I've had penciled in for a while um, and looked at him for some, you know, for some utility spots, uh, potentially DH, um, but a guy that can really catch and throw, uh, I'm going to go with A.J. DePaulo, um as as my catcher for my team. Um, the leadership sticks out, his energy, I don't know how many times we've talked about it in the past, mm-hmm. um, dude just plays with his hair on fire. And at that position, uh, that's what I want. And I have watched him countless times, You know, they, just the way he controls the game from behind the plate, uh, whether it's keeping the running game in check, or, you know, you can tell that he has the the pitchers have confidence in him um, based on what they throw and how they respond to him. Uh, and just, just the leadership presence from him there. Um, he's another guy that, that he's been a huge name for a long time. Yeah. Um, and for, and for good reason um, has showed well at um, just about everything we've seen him at. Um, I, I love having the ability to completely shut down a running game, and that's what he does. Uh, so I'm going to put him as my uh, as my catcher to round out this part of the draft for me.
0: In my final pick for this this portion of the draft, um, obviously I need an outfielder. And I think I'm going to go to the 2025 class, and I'm going to select Braxton Van Cleave oh yeah um, f- from mansfield uh kentucky commitment the big you know physical presence and he he really impressed me a lot in the summer uh he was one of the 2025s that played in the, the tsa all-star game down in the summer and minute made and then he made the area code team and he de- he didn't look overwhelmed you know like like that sort of setting, I was just kind of curious, okay, like we know there's a lot of tools there, you know, um, but the the bat-to-ball skill, the competitiveness, uh, the ability to kind of, you know, flush a pitch and just kind of keep a clear head and go to the next one. Um, I just really was impressed with the way he competed in the batter's box, the way he could make contact. And um, we know he's going to be able to get to some power in the future. Um, just, he looks like a, an SEC outfield prospect, you know, when you start thinking about the tools and the, the physical traits, um, the production and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, Braxton Van Cleave, I'm going to put him in there to my outfield to round out my, uh, my lineup from, um, before we get to our last four picks here. Um, so go ahead and recap your team before we jump into our final four, um, final picks which will be uh the just missed list pitcher the just missed list position player and and then our 2026 selections one pitcher and one position player for those classes
1: okay uh i'm gonna just work straight down positionally catcher a.j de first base caleb hoover second base theo gillen third base tanner carson shortstop matthew Boughton, outfield sawyer strohsnyder outfielder Sam Erickson, outfielder Jonah Williams, D.H. Carter Rutenbar, Utility, Brody Walls, Utility, Jason Flores, Utility, Pearson Reebok, my pitching staff, Marcos Paz, Braden Bergman, Cooper Williams, and Jack McKernan so far.
0: And I've got Cade Arambidi at catcher, Nolan Traeger at first, Kason Cunningham at second, Lucas Franco at third Wyatt Sanford at shortstop. My outfielders are Braylon Payne, Matt Scott, and Braxton Van Cleave. We got Omar Cerna at DH three utility guys, Luke Billings, Blaine Brown, Taylor Tracy, and then my pitching staff going with Casey Evans, Bryce LaVar, Jackson Burns, and Johnny Slowinski. Um, so, now we're into our, our final picks here from, from uh from different classes or different lists. So who are you going with on the just missed uh pitcher picks? And if I remember right, these are give me 24s or 25s, correct? Or is it just straight correct. 24s? So we, okay, correct. that's what I thought. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. So
1: I have it, I have the order going just missed position, just missed pitcher, okay, 26 position, 26 pitcher. Um, so for my just miss position player, I'm going to go with a guy that I think, um, could be the fastest guy in the state. Um, him and Braylon Payne probably have a, have a race for that, but, uh, I'm going to look Brayden Regala. Um, he's so fast. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm, he is, uh, yeah. Who do you think wins that
0: race actually? Ooh, so before i pick have you um have you looked at his track times before Braden regala yeah okay yeah. i was gonna say i was gonna have you guess what he ran in the 100 um oh i think that if i remember right they both ran at tsa and i want to say regala was a tick faster in the 60 um I think I'll go I think I'll go regala just because this is a track guy. Like he knows how to run um okay. and can fly. So yeah. 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 Uh, I like it. That's that's a that's a good pick. Um and that was a sharp early ad um by ACU. I know it's kind yes. of I think kind of in their in their backyard, I think, uh, from a location standpoint, but um, you know. I know they're a program that doesn't typically take guys um early on. And I think that they did a they did a good job on that one for sure. Um all right, so that was your just missed position player. I mean, this mm-hmm. this kind of opens up a just a whole different level when you start thinking about all the all the players we got here. Cause there's gonna be some guys that like end up, you know, making a move this year. Um yeah. Yeah. some guys that were really uh, really tough to keep off, um, keep off the list there. Um, I'm going to go with a guy I, that r- really, really impressed me this summer. And I think he's got a chance to really even reach a different level this year as well. Uh, my just missed position player is going to be Will Urie. Uh, oh, yeah. DBU signee, uh, switch hitting infielder. Uh, I had never, just because, you know, when you're a switch hitter, you, you, you often face right-handed pitchers. So I had never seen him swing a bat in game right-handed until this summer. And it was really good Um, at TSA. And then again with the, um, the Rangers North Texas scout team this fall took some really impressive batting practice rounds from the right side. I like the skill on the infield. I think he's, he's growing into his body. I think he's going to get noticeably stronger. So um, I'm going to go with Will Yeary as my, uh, as my just missed uh, position player uh, for my team.
1: I like it. I like it. Teammates with uh Matthew Botton. Um okay. Uh I I am excited to see your reaction on this. So I'm yeah, gonna switch. This might make this might make me cuss on the podcast. So I'm gonna switch from looking at my spreadsheet to seeing your facial expression. Uh-huh. Um all right, but am <laughs> in in lieu of a recent video, um I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Connor Mohan. No, um, I just
0: changed the rankings today, and so I bumped uh, him onto the list.
1: Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I, that seems like something uh, you, you might do. Gonna,
0: I knew that was gonna happen.
1: Yeah, so I knew that uh, was gonna happen. Man, there's a a lot of strategy that goes into this based well, on. Well, it's like last year first. I did it with
0: Weston Moss. You know, like so it's it was, yeah. it was kind of similar. Although I think I think Mohan's gonna gonna end up. Not that West yeah, Mass like wasn't a good prospect, but I think Connor Mohan might fly up the list by the time he graduates.
1: Yeah. Um so for people for, that don't uh, know,
0: tell them about tell them about what we found out.
1: Yeah. So the the video that was circulating the last uh from a couple of days ago, um I I had it sent to me by his high school coach, but um uh it touched 97 in some live ABs. Um, you know, like he he has that frame or had that frame to really put on some weight and it sounds like he really put on that weight in a good way and uh it's showing up in the form of velocity at this point of the season but he's a guy that we saw uh several times last summer um and i just i i like everything about him um and i think there's you know he he's that guy that may come out of nowhere um i mean maybe even like an l winger last year um yeah to you know, I think like, you know, between shoot between him and uh Jackson Burns, um mm-hmm. over there on that side of town, um, both having you know played for the twins. And it just that's a that was a really good get. Both of them are really good gets for tech. Um and you know, the the tough part now is gonna be holding on to them for those guys just because they may create enough buzz to really shoot up some draft lists and create some interest. Um, in a year that doesn't have a whole lot of no-brainer um Pitching prospects in the state of Texas in this senior class mm-hmm. from a draft from a draft standpoint, um, but yeah, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh, Connor Mohan for my just missed pitcher.
0: Yeah, that one.
1: It was the obvious pick, but it still really really
0: stings. So I, yeah. I once I once I knew you had that pick, I was like, well, I'm not gonna get Connor Mohan in that spot. Um, so my just missed. Uh, list pitcher i'm picking between two guys i'm really really struggling with um both recently made um notable college commitments one's in the 24 class one's in the 25 class uh i'm gonna i'm gonna stick in my neck of the woods with the younger arm and i'm gonna select evan farrow from vandegrift oh yeah who recently just committed to Ole miss um, kind of a, an interesting development path. So he was he was a sinker-slider guy primarily at 6'5", mm-hmm. and um, he kind of missed some time with a non-structural issue and, and came back and was working his way back. His ball was really thrown well. So he's worked really hard to change his arsenal. So now he's fastball, curveball, sinker, and slider, and changeup. All from a guy six 6'5", kind of a lower slot, good delivery, good arm path, all those sorts of things. And I was like, man, this guy's going to blow up. We um, wrote about him. He was our pick-to-click from, from that class. And he didn't even make it to the season because uh, he went to a camp at Old Miss and impressed them so much that he left committed. So uh, I'm going go to go with, with Evan Farrow. Uh, the arrow is really pointing straight up for that guy. Uh, I'm really excited that I get another local guy like that that could become a major major prospect in his class so uh, he'll be my just missed list pitcher
1: yeah it's funny now that we're moving to the our our 26 picks um you know i i i think everyone knew last year when we did our 25 picks um that there was a pretty good chance that i was going to keep pause and that you were going to keep cunning him Uh uh-huh um but I'm not so sure that I'm not going to have both of my 26 picks as keepers next year. Mm -hmm. Um, There's going to be some, some real competition for it, but uh, for my 26 position player, I'm going to go with Argyle's Grady Emerson. um, Yeah. Another, another most obvious one. Yeah. um, Well, sometimes you don't have to make it. I know. Um, know? And uh, just one of those ways that having the first pick, uh, you know, it, it can it can be beneficial. Um yeah. But yeah, I mean, no brainer. I mean, some people have him as the number one player in the country. Um still I haven't gotten to see him a whole lot, uh, but I think that's gonna change, especially him being in, in the festival this year. Um mm-hmm. but and they, they just, could be really, really good too. <laughs> like they're really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Looking at their I mean,
0: projected lineup and stuff, and it's it's pretty, it's pretty dang
1: loaded. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, uh, Grady Emerson, uh, will be my 2026 position player. And yeah, I didn't, I, I have another one that I, I really, really was going back and forth with. So I'm going to be interested to see if that's who you take. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hesitate to mention it, but let's go ahead and I'll let you go ahead and pick and I'll tell you if that's the guy.
0: Yeah. This is a fairly easy one for me. It's Jalen Walker is is okay. my 2026. Um, you know, there's some other guys on the list, you know, Miles Young, Cole Koeniger.
1: There it is. Um, that was, that's who it was. Yeah, I Cole Koeniger he, is big time, big yeah. time for me. So there,
0: there is, it's, it's going to be tr- tough. They're kind of in that tier of guys that is just like, man, these could be superstar level prospects, all three of those guys. uh but I'm going to go with Walker, um, I like it. I just, man, it's it's probably because he's the guy I've done the most research on recently, and I feel like if it would have been one of those other guys, I probably would have picked them. But uh, he he can, I mean, it's power, it's it's hit tool, um, it's big outfield arm. I mean, he's been up to ninety one on the mound, that element as well. So uh, Jalen Walker, uh, who's uncommitted um, from Lutheran South Academy, that's what's so exciting about these twenty sixes. So many of these guys are uncommitted. It's going to be really fun to follow recruiting for this class. Yeah, um, Obviously, some of the really, really, really big famous names were snatched up early on, but like, like Grady Emerson, like Javorski Lane Jr. But a lot of these guys are still uncommitted. So uh, I'm going to take Jalen Walker as my 2026 uh, position okay. guy. And I know who your next pick is going to be. And it it won't sting as much because I think there are two pitchers. Yeah, there's two. two there's no-brainers. two pitchers. Yeah, there's there's two. So it doesn't it doesn't hurt as much um, as as Mohan and Emerson, um, but
1: but it'll still sting a little bit. Well, I, I you know love a good homer pick, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a guy that we've seen for a while now who's going to be in that category of guys that's always been the guy that's always he's going to be over scouted like you can just see it coming now yeah um but from a homer standpoint i i know his work ethic um i know how much he loves baseball um when you're calling asking to video tons and tons of games for us when you're not playing uh that tells me a lot of things actually um but Chandler Hart is my pick for mm-hmm. for this spot um just superstar I mean that's it, he's got that written all over him uh just I like the way he carries himself I like the way he competes um he can hit he can pitch uh he's hyper competitive um and I know he's got a really good coach that'll get a lot out of him um in the high school season um and you know love the fact that they'll be playing in the festival this year so yes uh I'm gonna go I yeah like you said I'm I'm 99% sure who your pick is going to be. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm going to go I'm going with uh Chandler Hart for this pick and um pretty excited about it cuz I mean a, you know potential keepers in Hart and Emerson look pretty good for yeah. uh yeah. for my, to for the next 2 years actually. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah.
0: Yeah, my uh, my pitcher from twenty twenty six is gonna be Trey Rangel uh, from yeah. the Colony. Yep, R- right that pitcher. Um, sometimes I watch the video and I, I just kind of chuckle because it almost doesn't make sense because he's like six foot or six one, like one sixty five ish, something like that, and just generates like amazing velocity for a guy that size and that age. I mean, he was up to 94 miles an hour at area code. It's not like a max effort 94. Like it's, it's pretty easy. And, oh yeah, he ripped off a slider that had a uh, a 3,207 RPM um, as well. So (laughs) it's just like, it's like freakish spin feel. Like, like it, it just, it just doesn't make sense. Like how he's able to do what he does like Chandler Hart. You look at Chandler Hart. He's like, all right, he's six, six, like, like moves. Well, you know, like it, it makes sense. And Ray Gell, it's like this Duke gets on the mound and it's just like flames come out of there and you're not, not even really expecting it. But uh, another guy who's uncommitted uh, who I got to imagine when August 1st comes is going to need like eight cell phones to keep up with how many people are calling him. A lot of these guys are like Ray Gail Hart Walker, miles young, Kanegar, Um, you know, so yeah, that was an easy pick there. Uh, one guy, and you would know this better than I, I don't know how much he's going to pitch this year, but Dylan Cheek's pitching video is like, Oh yeah. Freaky fun, man. Like it's like electric arm speed spin feel. Like it is a lot of fun to watch. So, um, yeah, this,
1: that top of the 2026 class in, uh, in the state of Texas is, Something else. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I I think if we had expanded this into making 26 players eligible, we would have had a lot more 26s sprinkled in yeah. than we would have had any of the previous years for the sophomore group. Yeah. But it is loaded. It is yeah. loaded for sure. Yeah,
0: there's a clear tier of superstars. Um <clears throat> which is exciting because we know what always happens is there's going to be another five, 10, 15 guys that just emerge, you know, that, that grow and they've never played varsity before and, and all these sorts of things. Um, and we'll make those big jumps as well. So um, yeah, it's, a, it's going to be really exciting to follow those guys. And yeah, that wraps up our 2024 five tool, Texas high school player draft. Again, we selected uh, our main picks from the 2024 and 2025 classes. We had two keepers from last year's roster. Um, Drew kept Marcos Paz and Braden Bergman. I kept Kason Cunningham and Cade Aaron Beatty. And then we each had one steal from each other's uh, draft last year. Drew stole Sawyer Strohsnyder and uh outfielder from outfielder left hand pitcher from Brock signed a TCU and I st- I stole Elkins outfielder and Houston signee uh, Braylon Payne and put him in my outfield um so and then kind of to recap our last picks here um Drew went with Brayden Regala as his just missed position player and then uh stabbed me in the heart with Connor Mohan as his just missed pitcher uh, I went with uh, Will Geary as my just-missed position player and then Evan Farrow as my just-missed pitcher. And then for our 2026s, uh, Drew selected infielder Grady Emerson and pitcher Chandler Hart. Uh, Grady from Argyle, Hart from Allen. And then I selected Jalen Walker um, from Lutheran South Academy. And then Trey Rangel is my pitcher from the Colony. So um, that was a lot of fun. Um, that was a lot of fun. There's, there's certainly some strategy that – gets involved from the positional standpoint um yeah you know it's um as i was going through there it kind of reinforced what we kind of value right now is is and we being the game in general um athletic infielders that can hit um especially guys that hit from the left from the left side um and in physical guys that can that can drive the ball um and then obviously guys on the mound which is the stuff that can that can dominate um especially from you from the left side as well so um yeah fun uh fun draft uh fun
1: draft for sure yeah and i you know i'm looking forward i i want to do to also um uh, you know like we've done in the years past um create a third team uh based on guys that That weren't picked Mm -hmm. um and we'll put oh there's a yeah the third teams end up
0: being just almost as like just as good as the ones we just picked
1: yeah so we'll end up we'll end up putting that in writing over the next couple days or week or so um but excited for that because i mean i'm looking at my my notes um and i'm pretty excited about a third team that i could create uh Mm -hmm. based on that team as well so we'll we'll do that and coming up and then um next week we'll look forward to our national draft
0: um yeah but- the national draft well that's uh that's another animal of, of, a, of a project just because the yeah kind of open the floodgates and um it's everybody out there yeah. um and there yeah. are a lot of there are a lot of uh, really really good players and a lot of really different directions you can go so um that'll that'll be fun as well but um yeah, so make sure you follow the podcast at Five Tool Pod. Um, I'm I'm sure at some point we'll we'll get some things up about um, these lineups and teams and things like that, and um, set up a li- little voting deal. Uh, of course, you can always uh, tweet at us at Dustin L. McComas, at Drew H Bishop on Twitter, and then um, Instagram as well. You can find us on there as well um, if you want to send us some messages um, additionally. So uh, fun exercise. Uh, what was what was your what was your favorite pick? Where what pick did you have that you're just like, yeah, this this played out how I wanted got major value here um, uh, in my lineup?
1: Man, I you know I hmm, from a like tactical standpoint, um I really liked getting uh flores where i did Mm -hmm. um from a from a stealing a guy that i thought you were going to be targeting at some point soon i think that jonah williams pick Mm -hmm. um you know i think for people that listen to us i think they would a lot of times probably say that i skew more towards production whereas you probably skew a little bit more towards projection Mm -hmm. um and so that was kind of an off-brand pick for me uh, and a guy that I thought that you would definitely be targeting. So I went a little bit out of my comfort zone to get, you know, a, what it looks like an absolute freaky freak um, with Jonah Williams. And, you know, I, I will say I, I had in the, in my mind, uh, you know, that, that intimidation factor that you'd already mentioned about guys coming off the bus. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I like, I like that. Um, and I, I, I really like my lineup. Uh, I really do. Um, you know, and the, the strategy part coming back to get me, I think, you know, obviously I, I thought that you might do that with Traeger. Um, but part of the reason I wasn't super concerned and why I didn't go with him a little bit earlier is because I knew that I would be equally as happy to, to have AJ DePaulo as my, um, as my catching pick, uh, to, you know, a, a big part of a big part of my strategy revolved around those being your two keepers, um, uh, because I had Stra- Stro Snyder pegged. Um, so I, I, I knew you would keep case I knew that that other spot would be between Aaron Beattie and Stro Snyder. So you went the way I thought you would. Um, and that kind of built out my, uh, that built out my my strategy for me. So I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. That's uh, a glad, glad I could uh <laughs> glad I could help you out there.
1: Um yeah
0: I, mean, I was gonna say it's gonna be tough for you next year um because you're gonna have to throw back to the pile one of Emerson Hart and Jonah Williams.
1: So oh and pause. And, and pause. So that, that I'm gonna Well have, we know um, you're we know you're keeping Cunningham. We know that. So yeah. Um, oh, I can already tell I can but,
0: probably I can probably peg my two keepers right now for you.
1: Um let me see if I can let me I'm gonna guess you're gonna go Cunningham Duh and Franco. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just hope I remember that when this comes up next year. Yeah. It'll probably it'll probably be obvious.
0: Yeah. So Um, you're going to have to throw back to the pile. Yeah. I want to pause Emerson, Hart, or Jonah Williams. So um, if I go see Jonah Williams or
1: or Walls, I mean,
0: yeah, uh, Walls too. Yeah. Who could easily be,
1: um, I mean, I think we already have what six
0: on the list. I had,
1: I I had, I had Walls as my potential first pick Uh after the Keepers and Steals. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. But I, but I feel like, um, I, I thought that you were probably you know with, with your picks, you know, keeping Cunningham. Um I I had a feeling I could wait one more pick for that. Um so I decided to strengthen my ridiculous bull uh uh rotation. I mean my my arms are I feel pretty good about my arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, I was
0: when I took Case and Evans, I was debating between him and Walls.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: When I took Evans, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah. went with went with the uh, the A. Yeah that would and... have that would have been a major swing point in in my draft if you would have done that. Mm-hmm. So again, so, playing right into my hand, and I like it. So
0: nah, that's
1: okay. That's okay. I'm uh, all right. I think things
0: things played out. Besides, when I had my hands tied behind my back at the end there, but things
1: things things played out played out well for me. I had tough, I had... tough to tough to have much of an issue with with any of these. Um, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's so. Let's see who can put together a better third team. Okay, all right. Moving on. NFL. Who's winning? Who's playing in the Super Bowl? Ooh. Um.
0: Oh man, as much as it pains me to I don't know, man. I think I think Kansas City might go to Baltimore and win that game.
1: Wow, really? I don't yeah. think they have much of a chance.
0: I think I think they could. Okay. Um the NFC side I'm still amazed at all the things the 49ers got away with and won that game. Yeah. The amount of times Purdy just floated balls into like areas of like four Green Bay defenders and they didn't get picked and then the one time they, Jordan Love throws skate. the ball a little bit high and a little bit early, it gets tipped up the air and intercepted. Like this is yeah. kind of one of those games like it just wasn't meant to be for Green Bay. Yeah. Um so I'm like is Purdy and that offense going to play that poorly again? I don't think so. Um, so I'll go with the home team in San Francisco, but man, I really as much as this is also it's turned into a Texas versus a M battle with the head coaches. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But man, I would love to see Detroit win. Would love it. Just Same. not not anything Same. against San Francisco, but uh, just man, like seeing what it's meant to that city, that fan base, Dan Campbell, I mean, yeah. golf, like being basically just thrown back to Detroit and how he's played. Um, they're a fun team to watch. So I'm really hoping they pull it out.
1: Um, but that's what I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'm going to go lions Ravens. Yeah. Um, I, if I, I would feel a lot better about it. If I felt a little bit more, a little bit stronger about the Detroit like front seven. Yeah. Um, but debo potentially being out might i mean they're not the same team when he's out
0: no um, no cuz that's why one of the reasons why Purdy's so good is that like he'll just make the right decision and get the ball out of his hand so and that's right. that's their guy for that um so yeah, yeah. you're right that could be huge
1: i'm going to i'm i'm going to lions ravens we'll see who and, Man, that'd and that'd you be, got 49 would be so
0: cool if 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 the lions Keeps. won um and yeah, I'm, I hope- I'm,
1: I'm good. I'm, I'm good either way. Like as long as Kansas City is not involved, I'm happy, which I don't think they listen to my to our podcast, but my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, are. I mean, my, my sister-in-law is from Kansas City, so she's a mm-hmm. huge Chiefs fan. I don't think we're in any danger of her hearing this, but uh, anything that keeps them out, is, it will ultimately be fine with me.
0: See, I'm the opposite. I hope Baltimore loses by 900 points. So, and I hope uh, T Swift just dances on their grave after the game. So, uh, I, um, that's a
1: that's a huge reason why I don't want them to win.
0: <laughs> no, man. I I I I'd I'd love to see Taylor Swift at a Super Bowl uh, as as uh, an observer. Oh, yeah. Uh, give, give it to me. Give uh, it to me. Uh, so, yeah, and any anything uh, that could prevent the Ravens from winning a winning a Super Bowl would be ideal. So, can uh, they? Who, they who,
1: who's doing the halftime show? Who's the halftime Usher. show this year?
0: Usher. Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah. Uh, so you know she's making an appearance if they win.
0: I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. She might just want to not take away from.
1: I don't know. I don't know. She's gonna probably want to uh one up her potential but future brother in law. Um, after those, this past week, yeah
0: those super bowl acts are like so planned in advance and like all that sort of stuff so I don't, it might be tough to kind of like i mean you're talking about
1: arguably the biggest performer Oh, in the I, world know, right I know now. i know
0: so. i know yeah so i don't know if yeah what um uh, yeah usher usher's been doing a i think a vegas residency to get ready for uh for the super bowl um yeah so yeah we'll uh we'll see just so um you know you know, if the Ravens win, I know who I'll be rooting against uh, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, kind of could be kind of wild. If yeah, same, be another... same.
1: I, I, I'll want I, whoever the NFC team NFC is, win, yeah. I will want them to win.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny how that's changed. Like in the '90s, it wouldn't have been that way if San Francisco won,
1: right? You would have been. Well, probably them, I not. I mean, win. I mean, I'm a I'm, I'm a huge Shanahan guy, so okay. um, that's that that side of it. Will you know? I want him to get one. So,
0: um, yeah, I hope he does too. They, they, uh, they deserve one. So, all right, well that wraps us up for, uh, for episode 142 of the five tool podcast and tell you one more time about our guys at hit fourth. Uh, cause the clock is ticking. Um, varsity tri- high school tryouts are in the books. If you're trying to get your last little boost, um, in development or really just want to go train somewhere during the season, Um, To get better, Uh, we highly, highly recommend HitForth. Uh, If you've ever gone to a college prospect camp, uh, there were a bunch of those in January. You've probably noticed the coaches are tracking everything. Many staffs will even have TrackMan showing live info on their video board during BP answer images. It's not eye candy. They track data such as exit velocity and bat speed because it helps them identify skill sets that will translate and work at the college level. And more and more high schools are doing this as well. In fact, one of the most prominent high school programs in Austin, Texas sends an email to incoming freshmen detailing what they view as acceptable exit velocity and bat speed. Simply put, if you can't hit the ball hard enough and consistently enough, you aren't going to get as many licks in high school and in college. So as the game moves more and more towards embracing taken data, you are doing yourself a disservice if you aren't training with a staff that utilizes and understands both. The team at Hitforth in Austin, Texas is creating the standard for developing explosive and adjustable hitters. When you train at HitForth, you will develop the power coaches are looking for, whether challenging the fences or drilling hardliners to all fields. Learning to move faster and swing faster will always also make you a more adjustable hitter and improve your ability to make contact. Because the quicker you can swing, the bat means the more time you have to recognize pitches before deciding to swing. The best part about HitForth is the accountability. Since the staff tracks every aspect of every swing you take, You get objective feedback about your improvements. Numbers don't lie. Check out hitforth.com to learn how you can get started. H-I-T-F-O-R-T-H.com is how you can go check those guys out. And also on Twitter and Instagram as well at hitforth. And again, uh, they're always running uh, good deals, but in January, uh, $40 off. So you can try hitforth for as little as $59, uh, which is a a steal of a deal um, just to get in there get your feet wet see what they're about and uh, we talk about this all the time but to me the most one of the most important words um, from them is accountability it's real accountability everything's tracked um, video metrics um, all that sort of stuff is tracked and uh, they do a fantastic job of giving you objective feedback and also tailoring a program to you to your development it's personalized it's not cookie cutter These are full-time employees. This is what they do. They dedicate hours before the sessions, even begin each day, to getting in there as a staff meeting, talk about who's coming in, talk about their programs, talk about what they want to work on. Um, You can get all those same things remotely as well. You can get all the detailed programs that show you all the video examples, all the examples of, of things you need to do, all the metrics. If you've got somewhere you can hit, um hit forth can help you out even if you don't live in in central texas and can't get into the facility so um highly 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 recommend um them and if you have any more questions reach out to drew and i we'd be happy to answer them for you i um, happy to talk to somebody at hit forth about you potentially going in there and checking things out um just let them know we cannot recommend these guys enough so that's hitforth.com uh you got anything else before we get out of here
1: i got nada i got All nada right. that was fun yeah, I already started my research for next week.
0: Oh yeah, I, I'm uh, um, a little behind there. There's always pop up guys this time of the year that like yeah. just start yeah. throwing really hard all of a sudden and like, oh yeah, this guy is going to be a first rounder now. It's like, yeah, where where did that come from? Um, yeah. So who knows? Maybe Connor Mohan became that guy uh, earlier this I week. I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going <laughs> to say it this week. <laughs> uh i felt good like you know oh man i went and saw Lane brown you know like that's the guy and then here, here comes connor mohan throwing extremely hard so uh got some work to do on the national side there but yeah our, our texas high school player draft was today and then next week we'll do our national high school text uh, our national high school player draft um and have some fun with that as well so um thanks for tuning in and listening until we talk to you all next time take care